So today is National Beer Day. It was on this date, way back a long time ago, that uh, Franklin Roosevelt, in 1933, ended Prohibition. On April 7th, 1933, he ended Prohibition. So 90 years later, we celebrate this day as National Beer Day, and we're excited to be joined in the studio by Jimmy Gosman, the brewmaster at City Lights. Jimmy, happy National Beer Day. Thank you. Happy National Beer Day as well. Do you get the day off as a brewmaster? Uh, no, this is one of our busiest days. So. <laughs> well, good. Congratulations. I'm yes. glad that the beer industry is thriving in this fine city of Milwaukee. It's strong. Always strong in Milwaukee. So before we talk about some of the specific beers that you've brought in for us to sample, I want you to take us inside of that. The industry, you just alluded to this, in Milwaukee, we have so many great local brewers. How has the industry grown and changed in the past few years in our city? Significantly. Um, when we opened, uh, we started contract brewing actually in about 2014, and there was o- only three or four in town. Uh, and then we built our facility down in Menominee Valley, and there was a handful more then, and now I think we're over 30. Wow. Um, so it's, uh, it's boomed. Yep. So we went from a lot of, you know, bigger kind of production breweries to kind of more. Um, taproom-type uh, breweries around town. What I think is great is that it, it does seem to be a bit of a family, right? Yep. In that, okay, one brewery decides that it needs to scale up a little bit, so they move into a bigger space. Maybe they have equipment that they want to invest in. Well, that old equipment goes to a, another sort of startup brewery that just needs to operate a taproom, like you mentioned. So it does seem to be a lot of sharing and caring and trying to protect each other's interests. There is, and there's, you know, on any given day of the week, we're texting each other, hey, we're short on this malt, or do you have any yeast? Uh, can we go come grab some hops? So, uh, <laughs> that's like borrowing sugar cool. from a neighbor. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, 15 gallons of yeast or 50 pounds of malt here and there. So uh, it's a good group, of, uh, good group of local businesses. Do you have a relationship with the big boys? Do you have a relationship with Molson Coors? Do you follow what they're doing? You know, you're not going to borrow yeast from them probably, but the, no. <laughs> the big guys, which are still 81% of beer sold in the United States, yes. how close do you follow what they're doing? And oh, we're always paying attention. Um, and they, you know, they make a lot of beer and they make it very consistently and they make it very well and they ship it across the country. So what they do is amazing. Um, we don't, you know, we don't have a whole lot of tight relationships with them, but admire what they do for sure. And without, Without them, we wouldn't have the brewing business we have here in Milwaukee. Talking with Jimmy Gosman of City Lights Brewing. And not only are you the brew master who comes up with some delicious recipes that we will talk about that have won me over for sure, but uh, you have a partner, Robin. And yes. how did you, is this a family fair? How did you meet and decide to start a microbrewery? Uh, despite what some people think, Robin is my father, not my brother. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, we we came up with the idea in 2012, 2013. Um, I'd worked with him in the past on some other stuff, and um, we saw the need for another craft brewery in Milwaukee at the time and decided to, you know, the timing was right, so we decided to run with it. Uh, I'd been home brewing in college and made some good beers, and um, he liked them, and a lot of other people liked them, so we decided to run with that idea. And you've got a historic building right there in the Menominee Valley. As you drive I-94, you can see it right mm-hmm. there. Yep. So the building was originally built to power all of the city streetlights in Milwaukee, hence the name City Lights Brewing Company. Oh, that's cool. So, all right, I've opened up a coconut porter. Yeah, I did too. And uh, I almost finished I, I'm it. a porter guy. I just came back from Ireland. Oh, and I uh, okay. had a lot of stouts and porters <laughs> over there. Some tough ones over there. This is as good as anything. It, it's fantastic. I taste like a little bit of vanilla in here. Yep. Um, 
This coconut porter, Sandy Max, has been telling me all day is the best thing going, and she's absolutely right. Tell Nectar me about the, the coconut gods. porter. <laughs> what makes this beer so special? Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. We When we first launched, we had four core beers, and that was early spring, and then we had a lot of requests for a, a dark porter. So we didn't want to come out with a super heavy porter that we'd be releasing in the middle of summer, so kind of wanted to put a fun twist on it, lighten it up a bit, give it a little more character. Um, you know, chocolate plays real well with coconut, chocolate plays real well with vanilla. So, uh, looked at those flavor profiles and, um, we thought it was going to be a one-off, a two-off. Um, so I was toasting all of the coconut, uh, in my kitchen at home. Wow. Originally. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it, it's one of the more difficult beers that we make just because of all the, you know, the coconut and whatever else that goes into it. Um, but then it, it kind of took off, and well, it really took off, and it was our, our number one selling skew for quite a while. It may be the best thing I've ever smelled. It it's incredible. <laughs> the aroma is great. It's great very smooth. Too. Really good yeah, finish. There's a lot going on in it, but it, it's still light enough where it's not gonna not gonna bog you down like a lot of heavy porters. I'd like to know if there's something you tried that you just didn't work. Right, you're just like, man, this is going to be great, and then you just give it a shot, like, whoa, was that bad? Just awful. Wow. Early on, for sure. Early on, for sure. Uh, you know, you got to. Kind of got to know where the cliff is and go over it once uh, until you know exactly what <laughs> sure. you're doing. So there's there's plenty of experimenting, uh, plenty of things that went wrong early on. Uh, but now we know the equipment, we know the process, uh, we know the ingredients. So we have a pretty good idea of what we want as the end product and how to get there throughout the process and the ingredients. Yeah, that, that salmon kolsch was a, just a terrible, yeah. <laughs> Sounds it's okay, just leave fish out of yeah, beer, right? You don't <laughs> see fish in beer these days. <laughs> but fish fries are very Milwaukee. I can exactly. see why you try it, you know. Unless it's oysters and a stout, which are okay. Mm. Oh, and Jimmy, you know your right. audience because uh, John Mercure and Greg Matzik here have been just drooling over the Masters, as many golf fans. And I see I. that you brought the Par 3 Pale Ale. Yeah, so golf is one of my other passions, so I tried to bring the two together so I could ah. go to golf courses and sell beer and play. <laughs> there you go. Is an ale or a lager tougher to make? Um, lagers, I would say, are tougher to make. The yeast is a little more finicky. Um, it takes longer to, fer to ferment. Um, lagers typically don't have as many hops in them, so um, there's less things to hide mistakes with a lager. So, oh, interesting. Um, you know, hoppy beers, you, you can hide a lot of flaws. Uh, lagers, there's not a whole lot of room for, for error and what comes through in the final product. What are some ingredients you have been experimenting with? Uh, we've done a lot with tea. Um, oh. Tea and uh, beer as well as uh, in our hard seltzers. Um, so that, that gives a nice flavor profile, also adds a nice little color aspect to it. Um, so tea's a fun one to play with. Um, there's a lot of other cool things coming out, a lot of new stuff with new yeast. Um, terpenes, we've used terpenes in beer. So, What's terpenes, a terpene? What is that? That's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they exist throughout nature. So uh, pine trees, you know, that that's a terpene, that smell. Oh, Lavender, okay. linalool, that's a terpene. Yeah. Um, when you bite into an orange and you get that citrus, yeah. uh, that's a terpene. Um, that's what gives um, a lot of the hops its flavor profile as well. Um, so there's companies that have been extracting these terpenes, um, very flavor profile, sensory, you know, nose specific, um, that you're able to put that into a beer to kind of... Uh, sometimes take the place of hops, which we did in a beer last year called Mad Flow, um, which had zero um, actual vegetal hop matter in it. Mm. Um, one of the first beers commercially that was available to do that. Um, so we're always looking for what's new and what's next and playing with fun new ingredients. And I have to imagine the past few years have been challenging for City Lights and other microbreweries in town. Did that force some creativity in different products? Products, processes, promotions, everything. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. the peace. <laughs> 
You're yeah, on a desert was, island. You can take one beer. Yep. Yeah. Things what, have changed a lot. What's the, the beer you're taking? Oh, oof. Uh, it's probably our. It's either our pilsner or our Mexican lager. Ooh, a Mexican uh, lager. That yep. sounds nice. Uh, I'm, I'm a nice, light, crisp lager guy. So anytime I can have a few of those, that's a good day. Yeah. Can have that with a dinner. You can have that if you mow the lawn. It's very versatile. Easy. Good on the golf course. Exactly. Yeah. Or on the patio. Yeah. Versatility. <laughs> that's nice. I like that. I like that a lot, too. Uh, you mentioned Celsius. I think that's fascinating because I'm sure when you started things up with your dad, that was not a category you even thought about, and now it feels like you kind of have to have it. Yeah, I don't even think it existed then, to tell you the truth. Um, but, yeah, as as you know, things evolve, there's always new stuff coming out, so we're always keeping an eye out for that. But our, you know, our seltzers... I think are great. Uh, we do really well with them. The tap room um, distribution is decent with them. And, and you've they're... also brought a non-alcoholic drink in a can with you. Yes, yeah, water? we have recently launched our <laughs> truly uh, a purified yeah. drinking oh, water. I was unexpected. <laughs> our still canned water. So um, we're always looking for ways to be more environmentally friendly as well. Um, and you know, one of the reasons our beer is so great and the beer across Milwaukee is so great is our our water source. Uh, which is truly delicious. So um, we decided that uh, we would put that into a can. Um, so it's available out in stores now. Um, and uh, one of our uh, biggest partners on this, Paps Theater Group, um, that's kind of who we launched with on this one. They're big proponents of this. Um, we're going to have a nice launch party with them in a couple of weeks. I will look um, for that. But it's a great product. Uh, it saves a lot of plastic from going into landfills. Um, we partner with Menominee Valley Partners on this. Our Distributor Beer Capital is um, helping out with uh, donations to Menominee Valley Partners. So every can that's sold, uh, there's a portion donated to Menominee Valley Partners. Um, Cans come from Milwaukee, water comes from Milwaukee, all the labor is from Milwaukee. So Mm. it's truly a Milwaukee product um, that's given back to Milwaukee. So this is something we're really excited about. I love it. Jimmy Gosman is the brewmaster at City Lights with us on National Beer Day. Jimmy, it's so good to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you.